Welcome to the Hope of Thinga podcast. I'm Alyssa Atkins, the Trained and Development Coordinator for the Native Learning Center. And with me today is Hervins Monastain, our new Training and Development Manager. Today we'll be talking about the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, Emergency Communication Division, ECD, Tribal Emergency Communication Partnership, TECP, with our special guests, Jessica Kaputa and Laura Goodrow. Program Managers for the TECP. All right, let's get started. So today on the show, we're excited to have both Jessica and Laura. Would you like to go ahead and introduce yourselves? Well, um, I am Jessica Caputa. I am the uh, program or the co-program manager of the Tribal Emergency Communications Program. Um, I've been with the program for about three years now and really enjoy working with the tribes and Laura. Hi, my name is Laura Gidrow. I am actually pretty new here at uh, Emergency Communications Division and the uh, Tribal Emergency Communications Program. I come from FEMA Region 10 originally, so worked there for a couple of years and very happy to be on board here, especially with all the work I was doing in the Northwest uh, and good to be on board. Thank you for being on here. I've been very excited for this podcast and couldn't be happier to have the both of you on here to talk about such an exciting topic. So thank you so much from the bottom of the Native Learning Center. Um, let's go ahead and get started with our first question. So what is CISA and where does your office fall within the agency? That's, that's right. a great go question. Ahead, yeah, it's a great question. So the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, uh, or CISA as we call it, is still such a, a new agency within the Department of Homeland Security. We were formed uh, as late as 2018, so we still are a very baby agency, and it brought together some of the different roles that were already going on, but created that inside of um, an exist, you know, created that agency for that. Uh, our role at CISA is to basically be the quarterback for cybersecurity and infrastructure security all over the federal government and throughout the United States. We work on uh, protecting uh, not only the federal infrastructure, but also our public and private sector infrastructure. Um, we look at things like uh, information and data sharing, working with our collection, you know, the collective partners out there, not recognizing necessarily the boundaries between them because all of them need to share that information to protect our assets. Uh, we look at things like risk assessments. How can we provide assistance in that in that realm uh, so that we can prevent or mitigate risks instead of, you know, just having to deal with the risks. And with that, it not only is, you know, in the cyber and the infrastructure areas, as our name describes us, but it also extends over to emergency communications. And for that, I'll turn that over to Jess. Yeah, the Emergency Communications Division of CISA has some mission priorities and they're centered around public safety emergency communications. Um, we developed the nationwide guidance and policy for communications within the United States, um, the territories and uh, the states as well. We manage funding and sustainment for our stakeholders, including tribal stakeholders to, to get um, grants and other monies for developing uh, interoperable communications. We build capacity within the federal and local and the tribal governments by providing technical assistance. And we're gonna talk quite a bit about that later. 
we provide a telecommunications service priority system. It's for uh, emergency responders and leadership to make sure that they have access to the telephone networks when things get busy. Uh, and lastly, we provide nationwide sharing of best practices and lessons learned. We have a, a whole slew of experts that we work with across the nation that provide expertise for having the very best practices in emergency telecommunications. Thank you very much. And uh, this next slide we're showing is who who do we support? It's not just um, the, the leadership. It's not just federal government. It's all 574 federally recognized tribes. It's certified emergency managers. It's critical infrastructure folks. It's tribal leaders and police officers and fire personnel. Uh, so we, we try to provide our services for all public safety across the nation. That's amazing. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about what is the Telecommunications Emergency Communications Program. This is the, the part of Emergency Communications Division that Laura and I um, support. Um, our job is basically to be the single point of contact for uh, tribal governments and, and tribal uh, members to contact to work their way through CISA and emergency communications um, technical assistance and services. Our mission is twofold. The first is to make sure that all of the technical assistance and all of our services are available to all of our stakeholders, not just the states and locals, but also to the tribes. They have access to it as a government to government, sovereign governments. They have the same access as everybody else to our program. The other part of our mission is we advocate for tribes as best we can within the federal government, not just in CISA, not just in the Department of Homeland Security, but across the, the government structure. So we make sure that tribal requirements for public safety communications are met with the same equality that the states and the locals get. It's amazing that CISA ensures that, that everybody gets treated equally very very important to us and and with that it's you know it's it's making sure that i mean everybody knows the federal government is so challenging it's so big you know who do you go to for certain things and we want to be able to assist you know assist the tribes in finding the right place even if it's not us we can navigate some of the federal bureaucracy to identify the right point of contact. So we want to be that advocate so that if you need assistance, come to us, we'll be able to find the right person for you. Again, even if it's not us. But I also want to talk about some of the specific uh, areas that we do provide directly to tribal nations, uh, and that is, you know, governance support. So how do you work your communications um, procedures? You know, who is who runs certain things and working with you on that uh, so that those are detailed and you can share those within your tribe. Again, all of the stuff we do is is um, considered part of the tribal nation and, and is sovereign information so that we don't keep it. It is directly for you. Um, we also provide technical assistance. This is I'm going to be getting into a bit more of this here in, in just a moment, but this is my favorite part. So I'm going to hold off on it a little uh, like Jessica said, priority services, making sure that, you know, when when the you need to make a call, it can go through. 
that is incredibly important, especially when we get into high congestion times, such as during a disaster or, hey, Mother's Day. That's also a very high demand on the telecommunication systems out there. How do you make sure that your call goes through? Uh, information sharing and resources. She talked about that in partnership coordination. We want to be able to share best practices out there. Uh, also to be able to share what challenges exist and how you can potentially overcome those. Um, that in itself is such a valuable resource of being able to share that information. A lot of us don't get the chance, you know, luckily a lot of us don't get the chance to um, have disasters or emergencies in our community all the time. That's a good thing. But if you don't have those very often, how can you learn from others that did have it happen so that when something may happen to your community that you can respond for it and be ready for that, even though you haven't seen it in the past? That's a very good point. To prepare for the future. Nice to know that somebody's thinking about it. So. Like I said, you know, one of the things I am absolutely excited about and wanted to highlight is some of our technical assistance. Uh, we have uh, a catalog of uh, support oppor opportunities uh, for not only the states and territories, but more importantly, for all of the, the tribal nations uh, where they can come to us and ask for assistance and we provide this free of charge. Some of the different things that we do is we have a suite of training uh, for all of the communications unit positions uh, under the incident command system. So if your organizations um, do any like wildland fire or uh, any hurricane response, you're probably very familiar with the incident command system. And so we actually provide all of the training for the communications unit. Uh, that can include the communications unit leader, um, the information technology service unit leader. Uh, it also goes all the way down to the technical level uh, where it's utilizing um, auxiliary communications such as ham radio or getting into the communications uh, technician. Uh, so in addition to that, we provide some governance assistance, whether it's a tribal uh, strategic communications interoperability plan. How does your tribe want to do interoperability? We do not tell you how to. We help facilitate and guide um, to come up with the solutions that best fit your organizations. Uh, so looking at that three and five year plan, assisting you with developing that plan and how you can actually accomplish it. Uh, we do things such as communications plans themselves is, you know, how do you actually take what your uh, tribal nation does for emergency communications and actually write it into a plan so that you can share it amongst your tribe? Uh, another thing that we do is we have emergency communications coordinators. If you go to the next slide. Um, that are out there in the field working both at the state and tribal level to get information to you as well as to identify those different things that they can do for you. Uh, talking more about the technical assistance is they can help develop a roadmap of um, if you're just getting started with emergency communications, uh, they can sort of get you started at the beginning and work your way up in a stair step to um, get to much more capability. Uh, if you are already very good at emergency communications, you can start there in the middle. They can help um, coordinate with you to uh, do communications exercises. 
they can also bring additional partners in. And so for those that can see online, uh, we have the uh, names and their contact informations to directly reach out to our emergency communications coordinators. They are located throughout the United States. Um, I'm not quite sure if you, I feel like you went over this a little bit, but I just want to make sure that I asked this question. Um, you mentioned offering such as technical assistance, priority services, and communication governance support. Could you go into more detail about the service offerings and how they could support tribal communications and resilience? Absolutely. Thank you. So what some of the different technical assistance we provide also can be such as uh, we can bring engineers in to assist the tribal nations in determining what is their current uh, cellular or LTE coverage within their reservation uh, and their lands, uh, as well as looking at land mobile radio. Where does the radio signals actually reach to? It's one thing to look at a map and go, this is where we think they reach to, but we actually have uh, engineers that will come out and um, maneuver through the areas to validate that, yes, you have communication services in an area or you do not. That is one of the first steps in being able to identify what you might want to do in the future to increase coverage or to validate, yes, you have the right coverage. Uh, we also go through things like working on a uh, tactical interoperability communications plan uh, and a field operations guide where we can assist with not only in hard copy, but also in potentially an app, you know, a, a application on your phone, be able to share your information amongst your tribal members or whomever you wish to share it with. Um, those frequencies that you're using for things like emergency medical services or your fire community um, or your police department, if they want to share that. That goes back into that interoperability because when we look at a, uh, a an emergency, an emergency rarely happens with just one person. It is a team of people that come together to address that emergency. How do they communicate together? And that is one of the, the root tenets of our organization is ensuring that when something does happen and on a normal basis for just a regular day, making sure that the right people have the ability to talk to each other, to share that information. Because when we can work together, we can get the um, situation taken care of uh, faster and more efficiently. And one other example that I, that I like to put up there is, um, say the tribe wants to do a communications exercise where they wanna exercise their 911 folks, their, their police and their fire all together. We have experts that will come in on a technical assistance offering and they will help you write the community the exercise plan they will help develop the actual exercise itself including the logistics the location uh the personnel the movement they will bring in evaluators and and um uh, excuse me they will bring in um what is that word laura controllers they'll bring in evaluators and controllers and at the end, they will help develop the after action plan. This type of a technical service offering will validate the training that the tribe has done in their communications, and it will help them show to their leadership that they have improved in their communications capability and resilience. That's a, a really terrific offering, one of many in our catalog. 
One other one I would love to highlight is with um, technology being what it is today, cyber is a huge area. Uh, and when we get into emergency communications and our 911 systems, cyber is something that we can't afford to take us down. Um, it, it is so important to be able to for the community to be able to reach out and get assistance when they really need it. So some of our offerings even go into how do we protect uh, 911 systems and our land mobile radios that police, fire, and EMS utilize. How do we protect them from cyber attacks and what to do if there is a cyber attack? So that's even another area that we have expanded into because we have to. Everything today is digital and we need to be able to protect that so that we can keep up that, uh, that you know, essential function to take care of our communities. I, I wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about our priority telecommunication services. Um, these are services that the emergency communications developed with the FCC some time ago. And they assist uh, emergency managers, leadership, responders. Um, it's another way for them to communicate when things go badly. Um, for example, if um, during, um, a, I think it was a volcano explosion in Hawaii, everybody was calling their mom to tell them that they were okay or something like that. So all the circuits were busy and I was trying to call back to the operations center there and I couldn't get through one of the services government emergency telecommunications service and what that is is it's basically a telephone card remember the, the like the old mci cards that allow you to type in a, in a code and they will give you the first available circuit through the landline system so you're able to get through wireless priority service is very similar but it's a subscription service on your wireless carrier service that also allows you to get through on the first available cellular um, line um, when things are, are congested. Um, lastly, there's the telecommunications service priority, and this is a twofold piece. Um, if one signs up for this service, if their circuits go down in a storm or a flood or something like that, then those circuits are the very first to be restored. Um, a, a tribe might want to buy these types of circuits for their emergency operations center or their 911 center. Those are the types of priority circuits one would have. The other half of that is if there is an emergency and they may need to um, create or, or develop a, a site for emergency. Um, pause, hang on. Um, during emergency, they may have to go to their secondary site. Uh, the telecommunications service party will let them provision brand new lines and get them installed quicker than other lines. It's, it's a really terrific service that helps um communities keep their communications working this is just one more or three more pieces that one can add to your your toolbox to uh, build resiliency in your emergency communications capability that's amazing and, thank you and i would actually like to add that when we look at the uh, telecommunications service priority, that's the only one of these three things that actually has a cost associated with them. The other two, wireless priority services and the government emergency telephone system, both of those are actually free. Uh, so that is a really great opportunity. And I also wanna highlight that these are not just for emergency responders uh, as we normally think of. It's not just for police and fire and emergency medical services. This is for your emergency operations center. This is also for the critical infrastructure that exists there on the tribal nation. So if you have 
your own um, uh, folks that are working with, um, you know, wastewater or clean water or electric, you know, those are also included. Your tribal government is also included in these and considered part of that um, uh, emergency essential services. So they are also candidates to have these services available to them. So I don't want to think that it's just the first responders that we're looking at. It's anyone that has any role within emergency communications or an emergency role at all has access to these programs. Thank you for adding that. Was there anything else you guys wanted to add or would you like me to ask your next question? We wanted to talk a little bit about this map. Some of the things that we've been doing recently um, since COVID has kind of uh, backed off a little bit and we've been able to travel more. We've been doing a lot more tribal engagements um, and getting the word out on our priority programs and our technical assistance. And this map shows some of the, the different places that we've been. Uh, and the folks that we have supported. And I wanted to highlight a couple of them, and Laura will as well. Um, for one example, the Rappahannock Tribe of Virginia, we've just um, provided two technical assistance programs for one of uh, for them. One of them is um, was a cellular LTE drive test where we drove through their lands to figure out where cellular capability is available. Uh, they found a lot of dead spots, so it's going to help them develop a plan to work with the carriers and the other local communicators, this, this, the state and the, the counties, to fill in some of those gaps. Um, they're also going to have a technical assistance for radio training for uh, their emergency management folks, give them a better idea on how they can utilize their system to its fullest potential. Um, one other place I'd like to highlight is the Tohono O'odham Nation down in Arizona. They've recently signed up for a technical assistance with us uh, to work on doing an assessment of their communication system, uh, help them write standard operating procedures, and do some training and exercises with them. We are also developing a three to five year telecommunications technical assistance roadmap uh, and we've just started on that journey and we're very excited to work with them because they have a lot of challenges. One of them being is they're uh, the second largest nation in uh, second largest reservation in the nation crosses the Mexican border. So they actually have a um, border patrol um, line right through the middle of their reservation. So that poses a lot of interesting uh, challenges for them that we're hoping that we can help them figure out. And I know Laura has a few other ones that she would like to highlight. Absolutely. You know, another one that we've done lately is the um, Santa Ynez Band of Chumash Indians. Uh, we've been working with them. First thing we did is provided them a grant webinar, uh, you know, looking at how can they look at some of the emergency communications grants that are out there and, and how to apply and what information they can they can put into those grants to help them in writing those. So that's a small thing, but can make a very significant impact uh, on a tribal nation. Uh, they're following up with us. They are also part of our one of our programs that's doing rapid assessments for for um, the rural communities. And so with that, they're actually going through an entire communications um, overview 
uh, we're looking at being able to help them develop their communications plan uh, and doing their their assessment with them. Uh, going up to the northwest, uh, not very far from where I live, uh, the Quinault Indian Nation, um, just amazing work that they're starting now. Uh, they have a new emergency manager there. And they are very concerned with uh, the not only the threat of tsunamis and earthquakes, but they actually have land eroding right now uh, that's affecting some of their communications capabilities directly to their reservation right now. Uh, they have signed up for not only doing a communications assessment to include an LTE and a land mobile radio um, engineering assessment, but they also look at having a radio operators course. Uh, they uh, in initially looked at doing that only for their search and rescue teams, uh, but they have now expanded that to not only their emergency services, but even into the tribal government because um, the tribal government will still be doing all of these pieces during a major emergency and how would they need to communicate why train after an event when you're in the middle of it? Let's start training that ahead of time so that when they hand the radios out, they will have an under, at least an initial understanding of how to use them. Uh, the Quinault Nation is, is just absolutely beautiful land and is mostly forested. It is at the base of the Olympic Mountains, and their number one thing that they deal with on a regular basis is search and rescue. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of folks, their GPS takes them through their logging roads instead of actually staying on uh, the main highway, and uh, they have to deal with that a lot. So with the the very uh, interesting and challenging terrain, how do they do that um, with the majority of their area being uh, mountainous and forested? So uh, that's two of the examples that the Quinault has reached out to us for, and we are providing that technical assistance now. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the state, um, they're called statewide communications interoperability plans. I talked about how the 574 federally recognized tribes can have access to the technical assistance and so on directly with us as sovereign nation to sovereign nation. State recognized tribes can also take advantage of these, but they will have to work through their states. And we do encourage the, the tribes that are within state boundaries to work with their state communicators uh, to be more informed and to be part of the process. And, and if they want to um, be more interoperable with the, the localities near them, getting involved in the state governance and the state planning is very important, and it will give them access to these TAs uh, and other programs through the state. Um, one thing I also wanted to speak about, it's coming soon, um, probably in the early spring, the SafeCom nationwide survey, and this is a survey that the CISA puts out every couple of years to get an understanding on the communications capabilities across the nation. This is at the local level, this is at the state level, this is at the tribal level, this is at the federal level. This allows us to have an understanding of what the basic overall picture is, where the nation is in communications interoperability and where we need to spend our efforts, where we need to send the money. It allows us to develop grants for certain areas. So the more information that we get from the actual users out there, the, the, the police departments, the fire departments, and so on and so forth, the more information we get, 
the better informed we'll be and the better we'll be able to, to get more um, programs delivered and more grants delivered. And we really would love to have more and more tribal participation because we want to make sure you guys are counted. Um, so uh, when this comes out, we'll, 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 we'll go back to you guys and, and hopefully you'll help us get the word out. Um, but just keep your eyes out for it. Of course, thank you. I will definitely, we can do always send this out to everyone that we have. Like you said, it's very important to everyone hear it. So I'm glad that you want to hear everyone's voice and yes. Indian country can be heard, which is just incredible. And I love hearing success stories, by the way, about um, like your TA assistance. I love success stories. So if we've gotten more, we're all here for it. <laughs> yeah, and we're so proud to be able to do these things for the tribal nations. And it's it, it makes us very happy. It's incredible. It's incredible what you do. Everything you described, I was just like, oh my goodness, there's the list keeps going. There's just more and more and more that you guys can do. And I hope that tribes realize they can reach out to you for technical assistance on a multitude of yep. important, important things. Right. And we and, can customize them as well. Um, if, we, if we don't have a technical assistance program that's specific in our catalog, tell us what you need and we can build it for the, for the tribe. That's incredible. Thank you. I will make sure that everybody knows that they can reach out to you. Right. Be like, CISA, CISA. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so if they need to access our programs, these are some of the websites, um, in, including to the, the Tribal Emergency Communications Plan and directly to the Technical Assistance Plan and Priority Services. And lastly, here is our contact information for um, both me and Laura. Um, please. Please uh, send this out far and wide. Um, we are happy to speak with you or make sure that you get to the right people. Incredible. I think Laura was, did you want to say something? No, that's the main thing is, you know, reach out to us, see what we can do. And like Jess said, if, if, if we don't have it in our catalog, um, let's create one. There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, whether it's, you know, helping to to look at, you know, designing a new radio system or or looking at integrating older uh, systems in together with new technology, that's our that's our area of expertise. That's where we're here. But I also want to re restate that if you have a question about emergency communications and you're not sure where to go, that's also where we we come in. So if you have a question, I know there's a lot of stuff out there on cybersecurity and I know that there's uh, some questions about some cybersecurity grants that are going to be coming out. Let us know what your questions are. If we don't have the right answer or we not the right person, we know who to go to and we can get you connected. And that's that's the main thing is we're not going to turn you away because it's not our area. Instead, we're going to make sure that we work to find the right person and connect you with the right program, even if it's not us. That's so amazing to hear that no matter what you guys are willing to try and you're not going to give up so <laughs> thank you so much for reminding indian country that there are people out there that are willing to fight for them and do truly want to help and i really thank both of you for presenting today and just talking on a multitude of incredible amazing life impacting subjects so i thank you both jessica and laura so much is there anything else you guys wanted to add before no, we close up Thank you so much for having us. Uh, it was quite the honor and we're always available anytime in the future. 
Thank you so much. You certainly will be <laughs> hearing from me and probably receiving an email shortly after this. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today. It looks like that's the end of our episode. Please, if you're watching, don't forget to contact Jessica or Laura. They are amazing and will help you in any way and find new answers to your questions. Um, don't forget to check out the full interview on our YouTube channel. I know for those of you who are listening audio, there were slides attached to today's episode. So please check it out so you can get the full information. Um, as always, thanks for listening to Hope A Thing, a podcast. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Also, visit our website, www.nativelearningcenter.com, to find more information on upcoming webinars and virtual trainings, which hopefully CISA will do one with us. <laughs> <laughs> we will. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. I hope you have a good day. Thank you.